Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and on this very early Sunday morning, November 25th, post-Thanksgiving meals, multiple Thanksgiving meals, I should say, I'm here with my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How you doing, man? Good. I'm tired. We dropped Lauren off at the airport this morning. Uh, we left at around quarter after five in the morning. She's on her way to Japan again for work stuff. Yeah, another two weeks. So um, I'm left my own devices, <laughs> which means... I've got trips booked to uh, Bermuda, Bahama, yeah, nice. Key Largo, and Montego. So, um, <laughs> come on, pretty mama. Should be a pretty good time. But uh, thankfully, very recently, I got a Nintendo Switch. Yes, and not did. just one, Ryan. <laughs> I got two Nintendo Switches. Yes, you did. We have a lot to catch up on. So, it's been two weeks since we've recorded the podcast. And last weekend, <coughs> it was Lauren's birthday. And so, we went out Friday. And then Saturday... You were gone. Where was I? Wedding stuff? That's right. We had a bachelor-bachelorette party, joint party stuff going on. And then Sunday, we went out with the parents for lunch. Yeah. And so there was really just no ideal time to record. Mm -hmm. And we'd just gotten Pokemon Let's Go on Friday with the Switch. So I didn't want to, like, rush impressions and play a lot. Yeah. But let's back up a second. So I purchased, pre-ordered the Pokemon... Let's go Eevee Pikachu Special Edition Nintendo Switch console with a copy, downloadable copy of Let's Go Eevee for mm-hmm. Lauren for her birthday because her birthday was on the 16th. And so it was, you know, planned to arrive that day and thankfully it did. She got back from a work trip down in like Tennessee. She drove back up. Um, she didn't get back until late, like around 8 o'clock at night. So we, you know, kind of hurried up, got over to the local pub that we always hang out at. And Ryan was there with one of Lauren's close friends so we're sitting there chatting. Lauren already knows she's getting the Nintendo Switch. I told her a long time ago. And uh, she'd been scheming with Ryan for about a week and a half, two weeks, about some yeah. Christmas gift that they had planned to get for me. It, and it was actually much shorter than that. It was like three days or something before. Thursday? It was. We started Thursday morning. Like So we get coffee every morning at work at 7. So it started into coffee... By the end of coffee, which is like a five-minute process, we had already decided what we were going to do. Yeah. And then it just was us calling around to different locations. Yeah, so we're all over the moon. We got this really beautiful, super adorable console that has Pikachu and Eevee on the front of it. And I'm all super jazzed. And then, you know, Lauren said she was going to tell me that night what this secret mystery gift was. And, And for me... You know, I was, I was constantly asking them questions like, Ryan, what is it? He was giving me hints that had nothing to do with what it actually ended <laughs> nothing up Nothing appropriate for this podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> and so Ryan's wearing this hooded sweatshirt. And, you know, Lauren and Ryan are looking at each other giggling like little schoolgirls. And I'm like, guys, exactly you know, right. what is it? And Ryan pulls a physical copy of Let's Go Pikachu Edition out of his hoodie. And he gives it to me. And... and I'm just confused, obviously, because we just got Eevee and the console, so I just look at him, and I'm like, well, why did you get me this? And Lauren kind of smiles and looks at me, and she's like, so... And, I, you know, whenever Lauren does this drawn-out <laughs> thing, you know something's bad. Yeah. So she's like, Ryan and I talked about it, and 
I ended up ordering you a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Nintendo Switch console. Uh-huh. And I was like kind of dumbfounded at first, maybe a little bit frustrated. And then I took a sip of my beer and I was like, <laughs> you know, how could I actually be mad at you for buying me another Nintendo Switch so that her and I could co-op Pokemon? Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, I was super happy. Um, just, you know, further established that uh, that mindset that, yes, I did, in fact, marry the right person. Yes, that's and, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a great evening, and the Nintendo Switch ended up coming that following Monday. And at that point, I did not want to uh, play much of EV Edition because at that point it solidified that that was Lauren's console, that was Lauren's game. Yeah. I wasn't going to play Pokemon until I got my own Switch and... Um, pop in yellow version or Pikachu edition, I should say. And, uh, that was that. Yeah. But it was a good time. And uh, I'm glad you guys surprised me with that. It was definitely a, a very welcome, if hesitant surprise. It took me a while to warm up to the <laughs> fact that you guys just dropped another $400 yeah, on well, video games. It was at work and we're like, we were IMing back and forth. We're like, he's going to want something because you always try to get the consoles with like art on the side. Yeah. So like the Pikachu version. Like, what else would be, like, what else is coming out? Um, there are a few other ones, but the Smash looked like the best one. Yeah. And we wanted it, obviously, now. So we call, she called around to the game stops during the day because one of her meetings got out early. There was there was nothing local. We had, Like, it was within, like, an hour or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Best Buy was sold out. Basically, you had to pre-order this a while ago, which to makes get the sense. Switch. Yeah, so we ended up. I ended up having them going to a GameStop and not angrily, but like forcibly saying, "Hey, call a different location and get them to ship it to us." Mm-hmm. So we got it. It was awesome, Very and it nice. came in relatively quick. Like, yeah, you I was were surprised. really surprised. Well, because you had originally told me that it was going to come in like the the next week, like next, it's so like two days ago, Friday. Yeah. Um, and it came in on Monday, which was great because then I got to put a substantial amount of time in yeah. Pokemon Let's Go, which was nice. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, before I even get into, like, Thanksgiving stuff that we did and all that kind of fun stuff, I kind of want to just talk about the console setting it up and everything and how easy it was. Yeah. I mean, you basically are – you have the console handheld after you hook up the Joy-Cons to the actual screen, and it walks you through this process of setting up – your account and docking it on the the little station that you have, setting it up on the TV and everything. And it was just so intuitive and easy. It was one of the, I don't even know, most user-friendly experiences I've ever had with a new console as far as setting it up. So that was really great. And, um, you know, we'll talk about the games (laughs) we've been playing recently. I ended up getting Mario Kart 8, Mm -hmm. um, Super Mario Party, of course, Pokemon, Let's Go, now we have Eevee and Pikachu Edition, and I also ordered Super Mario Odyssey, which I've yet to play. Yeah. So I'm hoping next podcast episode I will have impressions of that. But for this episode, I have impressions of both um, Mario Kart 8 and lots of impressions about Pokemon, Yellow, Pikachu, whatever. Let's go. Pokemon, let's go. But Ryan and I wanted to center this episode kind of around that. So later on, we're kind of really going to dig into all things Pokemon. So I guess spoiler warning, but if you haven't played I mean, if you've played blue and red and yellow, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Certainly some of the upgrades and changes to the game and mechanics were spoiling that. So just even forewarned. Yeah. But uh, Thanksgiving was fun. 
Yeah, it was good. Lots of food. Yeah. I was so full. I got I was really lame. I Well, Thursday we went over to my mom's house yeah. and your parents came over there <coughs> and we ate food for days. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, Lauren and I just kind of hung out. Yeah. I hung out. We saw Creed. Yeah, so Friday she hung out with your dad. I went to Best Buy, got a few things. I ended up getting Madden uh, 19 because Antonio Brown's on the front cover. And you suck at it. <laughs> you know what? I suck at sports games, but I still enjoy playing them, yeah. even if I'm on like the easiest difficulty setting. And after this, we're going to Best Buy. Yeah, we're going to Best Buy and check out some of the other like deals. In three I actually, hours. I also got Get Out Yeah. on Blu-ray for five bucks, which I watched <laughs> with my dad Saturday because he'd never seen it. And, or actually watched it Friday with him, I'm sorry. And then we watched it last night with you, and you... Yeah, Enjoyed it's it? screwed up. Yeah, yeah. it's really no, it's up. it's really good. Um, definitely makes you think like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like through the entire thing, and then the conclusion is very much as screwed up as you can imagine. Thinking your way through it, yeah, absolutely. So excellent film. And then I also picked up Resident Evil Seven Gold Edition. Okay, so that has all the DLC and everything. So is that de- the new terrifying one? Yeah, exactly. It's okay. in first person. So I'm definitely going to be playing that with headphones while Lauren's gone. Nice. It'll be fun. And uh, that was the extent of my Black Friday pickups because um, we just dropped $800 on uh, Switches. So Yeah. The- I mean, mine was essentially buying Pikachu, which isn't really Black Friday, and then also Eevee. And then whatever you end up purchasing here in about two and a half yeah. hours. So I have both games, actually. Both whoa, whoa. Games. When did you get Eevee? <laughs> After Thanksgiving. So, how are you going to trade with yourself, though? Through your game? With your help? You bastard. <laughs> well, I was going to do it with Lauren's help. What am I, just your mooch? Just going to come over here? Dude, like... you get it on your Pokedex as well. Whatever. Um, you need me. Yeah, sure, I do. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, but Lauren and I, so Friday night, we wanted to kind of have a date night <laughs> since she was going to Japan today. And we went out and saw Creed 2, which yeah. I thought was every bit as good as the first. You know, this one has Apollo Creed originally killed, or Ivan Drago killed uh, Apollo Creed, uh, of course, Adonis's father. And so Ivan, of course, had a son named um, Victor Drago, yeah. and he basically is training him to fight Creed. It's kind of all about that family drama, clash of the families type of thing. And yeah somewhat getting revenge because he killed his father, all that kind of stuff. But great movie. You know, critics kind of um, not ripped it apart, but there was a lot of critiques saying that it was a little predictable. And maybe so, but that in no way um, reduced tension. I was clenching my fist at the end, the edge of my seat. (laughs) I told Lauren we're going to go get jacked at the gym and work out after. Because didn't Rocky lose one of the movies? No, so Rocky fought... um, after Apollo Creed was killed by uh, Ivan, mm-hmm. Rocky went to Russia and beat Ivan. Well, no, no, there's like six Rockies, though. Like, didn't Rocky lose in one of them? Yeah, he's lost. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the ending of this one. Like, I feel like they, for the new Creed movies, they have to have him lose at least once. He lost in the first movie. Did he? Yeah. I thought they tied. No, he lost, but um, the guy had respect for him at the end. They kind of like... He bro even said like, it exactly, out. bro fisted it out because everyone thought he was just gonna get wrecked because he was just this absolute nobody. I need to rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, Creed Two is great. You know, you have your awesome workout montage video. Um, Michael B. Jordan's just yeah, 
beautiful man. He is. Especially when he's all greased up, shirt yeah. off. And all killmongery. Exactly. Uh, no, excellent film. And then that's really about the extent of our Thanksgiving. We went to my dad's house yesterday to watch the big Buckeye-Michigan game. Yeah, and that was a surprise. That was crazy. <laughs> that was insane. I did not think that the Buckeyes were going to come out with the victory. We proved the nation wrong. And uh, 68 points later, I think, my gosh, it was wild. Yeah. Um, and then LSU, seven overtimes against Texas A&M, they lost. That's did you a- look up the official like time on that game? I did, and I can't imagine it was a less than six-hour game, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Buckeye game was four hours, and it didn't even go into overtime. No, that was... I think it was all the, like, 37 penalties that we had. That, and then all the injury timeouts and everything like that. Yeah, there were a lot of people dropping. Yeah, on Michigan side. Thankfully, no one on our side except like for the last... third quarter, like, seven people went down. Yeah, it was Including wild. their QB. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I'm glad we came away with the victory. Yeah. Good stuff. We want to, before we get into the games we've been playing recently, tackle questions because <coughs> since the games we've been playing recently also kind of coincides with the main topic, Pokemon Let's Go, let's knock out the questions first. So first is things first. We got on the Instagrams. Alec asked, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? It would be turkey with the gravy on it. Yeah, see, that's the thing about Thanksgiving. You know, you eat all this food, but I'm not the kind of person that eats my turkey. Then I take a bite of my mashed potatoes. Then I take a big bite of my, you know, green bean casserole. It's like you just mix all this stuff together and on your plate, and you just eat one bite that has a little bit of turkey, a little bit of mashed potatoes, a little bit of green bean casserole, a little bit of sweet potato stuff. Whoa, let's not get too crazy. Oh, no, man. See, I'm not a huge side dish person. Um, I'm very much like green bean casserole, turkey with gravy, and potatoes with gravy. But you have to. You can only mix the uh, turkey and the potatoes with the gravy together in one bite. Because the, depending on if you're a white meat, dark meat kind of guy, like white meat is less juicy because it's most of the bird. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need somewhat of a lubricant to get it down. So you got the gravy and the potatoes. <laughs> okay, that's an odd lubric- choice of words. Yeah. It no, it, that's very fitting choice of words. Sure. Yeah, and then you can eat the green bean casserole by itself. Like, you're always mixing the potatoes and the I understand, turkey. Ryan, but <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, see, I'm like, I got to get the stuffing, the sweet potato casserole or sweet potato, whatever the heck it's called, uh, with like little marshmallows on the top. You get the, just got to yeah. eat it all together, mix it all together. It's see, I'm stuff. also not a sweet potato person. Get out of here. All right. Travis writes They're in the show. Sweet. Friend of the show, executive producer, however you want to address him. He writes in and he titles this. Uh, email, subject header, thanks for the giving. He says, hello, Rusty and Ryan. First off, my thanks for the promotion. I don't think I necessarily deserve it, so I will cherish the title. You deserve it, Travis. You deserve it. He said, it's almost Thanksgiving. He wrote in... You're you're questioning your way to the top. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Come on, don't question. Don't question your way up the ladder. Just just keep on walking. Um, So he says, it's almost Thanksgiving, because he wrote in prior to the holiday. And it's my favorite holiday, he says. And looking forward to it and reminiscing on past memories, I figured it'd be fun to pick your memories on the same subject. Number one, what is the best food on the Thanksgiving table? Do you have a plan of attack? So we kind of just answered this. My plan of attack is essentially blending all the foods together and just going to town. Yeah, mine is turkey, mashed potatoes. Heavy on the meat, little mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, it's all about the meat. It is. It's all about the carbs. Yes. And then some vegetables that also have like onions the and gravy and cream and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff smothered all over them yeah 
Pretty much. Really healthy stuff. Number two, have either of you had to travel to relatives' homes for the winter holidays? And if so, how did you spend the long car ride? For me, if Thanksgiving wasn't at home, it was with all my mom's family and um, Wisconsin. So a good eight-hour drive away. Yikes. He said, I cruised through a lot of Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance titles during the Thanksgiving, or during Thanksgiving. It's a good question. So my my mom and my dad's parents lived north about two and a half, three hours. And so very much like Travis, it was always, you know, my Game Boy, Game Boy Color, um, Nintendo DS, PSP. I can't remember, like, specifically, you know, a particular game that I was playing through while on the car ride. Um... Very early on, if we're talking about my Game Boy Color, it was this really weird Rugrats game. Um, I just remember there being like a crane game. There was like some like little mini. It was like a mix of really odd and not necessarily Good. fitting mini games okay. uh, for a Rugrats game. And then I had <laughs> Toy Story Two, some Hot Wheels game, and then of course Pokemon Red version. Yeah, those were kind of like the the four games that I would cycle through on my Game Boy Color. And, um, but yeah, I think car rides, I was never the person, I mean, I always slept on long car rides, but for the first hour, I would always try to play some game. It depends on which way you're going. Like, on the way home, I slept all of it. Yeah. It was like, hey, you had just gorged yourself with, like, <laughs> meat. <laughs> yeah. Just a monger of meats. Yes. Um... Yeah, it was. I mean, towards the beginning of my life, it was, <laughs> it was way it, back when. Yeah, well, back in 1995. No, it was back when I had a Game Boy Color. It was like a transparent purple one, and oh, then yeah. it was dark on the way home because it's the winter. Um, so I had that little attachable like light fixture. Oh yeah, the light worm or um, some worm light or something. Yeah, I never had an SP like the backlit one until. Gosh, like four months ago when I went and bought one for like 30 bucks. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I really always liked the shape and it was just, you could put it in your pocket. And it was like a little mini laptop. Yeah. It was really novel at the time. And then next would be DS. I had a Game Boy Advance, but I used the same lighting system. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly game or mostly uh, Lord of the Rings on Game Boy Advance and um, basically Pokemon. Yeah. yeah the originals. You know, it's wild. You just said, like, back in 1995, when we were kind of hosting that Bachelor Bachelorette party, um, here, the girls came back here after um, their shenanigans, all the things that they did during the day. And one of the girls, because they were talking about, like, traumatic experiences or something like that (laughs) for some reason. Well, because it was a dry Bachelorette party. Yeah, exactly. So they went into, like, I don't know, national tragedies. (laughs) Well, they were talking about 9-11, and one of the girls said she was six months old when 9-11 happened, which is so wild to me because while I was only eight, I still remember exactly, I was in third grade, Mrs. Von Fisher's class, you know, we, the the teachers clearly got notified that something had happened. The teacher gathered us all in the center of the room, it was like story time. She got a call, my dad had came to the school, had come to the school and picked both my sister and I up. We went home, and we watched the second tower get hit, like, live. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten my lunch, and it was also third grade. Um, So my mom came in and dropped my lunch off and told my teacher what was going on. And then we drove home on the bus, and my mom was sitting in front of the TV watching it, so we went and watched it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we didn't really know what was going on. And, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't understand the con like the gravity of what it actually was going on. Like our country was quite literally under attack. Yeah. And so, so happier things in 9/11. What was the point of bringing up them? Oh, oh just the age. Just thing. The, yeah, the, the age thing. It's so hard okay. for me to wrap my my head around the fact that like there are people now that were not born in the 90s. Yeah. There are people. Oh, that's gross. That are like in their teens or you know no, whatever. No, they're 18. Yeah. And they were born in 2000. Yeah, it's That's just gross. It's crazy to me. I don't know. Um, not that I'm, I mean, some people listen to this podcast, you know, giving my wonton that could be you. out there. He's experienced much more life stuff than I have because he was probably, you know, he's, he's older than, than us. But at the same time, like just being early 90s, it's just so wild to me that people. Um, well, early 90s, there was a different Trade Center attack. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just crazy to me that she won't remember that, you know, like. Or would have to read about it in a history book. Yeah. Okay, so Pokemon. Pokemon. Let's get into happier things. Travis side railing us all the time with these Thanksgiving questions. Gosh, it's his fault. Thanksgiving he, went into nine. Demoted, Travis. Demoted. You are not. What's what's below's executive producer like? Uh, camera guy. All right, perfect. He's the cameraman. Number three. There's nothing like a marathon sesh of a favorite movie or TV series during long holiday weekends. What's your favorite series to marathon? He says, Harry Potter for me, followed closely by Jackson's Middle Earth films. I've also done all of Nolan's Batman films <coughs> and the original Jason Bourne trilogy uh, before. I'd love to buckle down and do a Pixar marathon sometime, too. You know, it's funny. The first song, because I plugged my phone into my car when we were driving one to the airport, and the first song that came on was The Bridge of Castle Doom. Yeah. So, like, when the, the Fellowship's, like, rushing to, you know, trying to get through Moria... Um, so that was a fitting song to play at five o'clock in the morning on the way to the airport, <laughs> get Lauren jacked up for all of her Japan stuff. Uh, mm. yeah, I think for me, I, you know what? No, you go, because I feel like I've been just like hogging these questions. No, you're good. Um, so usually I don't have cable cause I don't feel like paying for it, but Harry Potter marathons are generally on during the holidays. I know your uncle was saying that there was a Harry Potter marathon on. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. We were at Thanksgiving on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually what I do. Um, I've been watching Breaking Bad, so I did a bit of that. But you can only take so much meth bef- and death before yeah. you need something lighter. Start itching your face. And yeah, just... so I did Wreck-It Ralph I watched. Nice. Yeah, just something Netflix? chill. I have it on a hard drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally legally. I got it from my uh, old roommate. Mm-hmm. Who uh, also illegally downloaded it. It's to be seen. Sharing's caring, right? It's fine. Yeah, that's what the copyright says on the front. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer, fine if you don't share this with a hundred people. Yeah, exactly. It's like that text message that used to go around on like flip phones, like share this with 10 people or you're going to break your mom's back or something like that. Garbage. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Um, Yeah, usually, really any time is Lord of the Rings marathon time. Absolutely. Um, But especially with the colder weather and just wrapping up. Yep. I'm, I'm probably going to do that after our, um, I guess, march to the airport with Lord of the Rings music. Yeah. I'm probably going to do that today while I crock pot. Because we, we listen to Amon Hen, which is when, you know, Aragorn closes Frodo's little hand and he says, I would have gone with you to the very end. He turns yeah. around, puts the sword up to his face and just starts wrecking havoc on Urukai. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if that doesn't get you jacked up to watch Lord of the Rings, I don't know what does. For me, it's very much similar to Ryan, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, <coughs> all of that good stuff. Um, if I'm working from home and I, like I have a lot to just like grind through and it's kind of monotonous, tedious type work, um, that's when I often put on those types of things. Same with Dragon Ball Z. This mm-hmm. past busy season when I was still working Big Four, 
Um, I, w- I got through like six seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Just because, um, you know, I could I could basically just feel my frustration. Just coming out where they're going Super Saiyan. the Saiyans that were just like screaming. I was just like, yes, I can relate, Goku. Scream. Krillin just died. I'm about as angry about this freaking audit. And basically for every Senzo bean they were eating, I just down a monster, a Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, guys. You're like taking shots. I feel the energy coursing through my veins. You feel like you got punched in the face and need another Senzo Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what else? <laughs> When I was in college, I remember during finals week. Finals week was always one of my favorite weeks in college because, um, one, I always set myself up for success. So even if I got like a C or even a D, sometimes if I didn't even show up for the exam, I was still going to get an A in the course. So I wasn't like freaking out about studying. Yeah. And I could pace myself for, you know, I'd study for four or five, six hours or whatever. And then I remember distinctly one kind of before Christmas break finals week, I was playing through Kingdom Hearts 2 on the HD collection on PS3, and I just binged through, like, three seasons of Supernatural while I was doing yeah, that. Which it's is easy a, to do. Which is always a good time. I'd have, you know, Supernatural up on my laptop and just uh, grinding away on Kingdom Hearts. Nice. So um, that's always a good time, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I think that's it for me. Um, Travis ends the email by saying, Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And to you also, Travis. Hope you had yeah. a really good one uh, with the family and little Marlo. We got another question here from... Um, I'm gonna butcher this name. I feel like this is like uh, like Game of Thrones or something. Wenderev Soriano. It's a nice name. That is beautiful, and I, I recognize this name for sure on YouTube back in the day. He says, "Hey guys, I go with the name Knickknack on YouTube. That's a lot easier to pronounce." And and Twitter, and I'm finally caught up with the show. First off, I like to say you guys have a really good podcast, and I'd like to thank you for it because it helps me get through the work days. As for the content for episode 22, horrible. He says, it definitely, no. he said, it was definitely a treat hearing how college was for you and the ups and downs with the roommates and, and the Skyrim hype. Don't want to make this about me, but with hearing all the stuff you guys went through, it makes me feel blessed that I got accepted to a nearby school. So I'm not sure if that means he lives nearby us or like he lives relatively close to home in proximity to wherever he is. Okay. Whatever. But it doesn't matter. He says, now getting on with the questions, I'd like to ask two of them if it's okay with you guys. We actually have a one question limit except for Travis, yeah, so get out of here. Once you get up the, the you know the the executive tier, well, he just knick-knack. got demoted, so maybe he could. Yeah, fill that's right. Space, that's right. His shoes. Um, he says sorry. Also, if they might be long winded, <laughs> have you heard? Come some on, of, Travis. Have you heard some of the emails in here, Wenderev? Like it's crazy. Number one, he says speaking about school. The first question I wanted to ask is, have you guys ever retained all or most of the stuff you've learned in other subjects? that were unnecessary to your major. God, He's, everything. <laughs> he says, I'm a high school or a history major, for example, and while I remember information about certain time periods and people, I almost completely forgot about everything related to communication and math. I want to know if the same happens for you guys for either same or different subjects. I mean, I think for me, especially speaking about college, I mean, I was an accounting major and there are certain accounting courses that pff, I don't remember Jack Diddley squat from. Yeah. Um, and I guess on the opposite of that, if I took a calculus, I fugue stated my way through accounting. Like if I took a, a a calculus course now, I would, I would not do well. You don't want like multi-variable no. integrals? No, absolutely not. No. Is, no. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I can relate to that. There's certain things that even related to my major don't remember about. 
But then there's maybe some psychology, sociology type stuff from high school that I might actually remember because it was genuinely interesting to me. Yeah, psychology is always interesting. I can never remember the like brain specific portions of the brain. That's always something I forget. Um, I'm not good with names. Like, luckily, where I work, they have name tags on everyone's uniforms. So that helps. See, I've always been really good with names and dates. Yeah, I'm not good with dates. So, like, I really enjoy history, but I can't remember specific names. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy from that time period who did that, who did that thing. Like, yeah. I can remember the thing that he did, but not specifically the person. Um, decent portion of biology, I forget. Or it's... I know the concepts, not so much the specific, like, or chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get into compounds and all the specific oh breakdowns, I don't really remember those. Hmm. Only the ones I've really experimented with, which are generally, like, explosive, <laughs> 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 as talked about last time. Um, yeah. Most of my major... Business is relative, at least in management or supply chain, it's relatively straightforward. As long as you have a cohesive logic, you can basically do it at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy, but it's generally people think of business as easy. Mm. It depends on how you like how logical you are. Yeah. As far as accounting or financial accounting, freaking hated financial accounting. Like yeah. I don't give a crap about the balance sheets or how that deals with other other sheets dude making sure that the balance sheet you know assets equal liabilities minus equity whatever that, <laughs> where the hell that, that stupid equation is that's like one of the most saddest you remember reading dark souls bosses <laughs> like yeah. the equivalent yeah okay yeah that's what you get up for mm-hmm. yeah well mm. we have different departments for that eat that stuff for breakfast yeah mm. yeah i had pringles and coffee for breakfast so. you did what kind of pringle flavors were those it was a uh, honey mustard. I'm gonna get sick. No, so I, I slept over at Rusty's house on the couch. Yeah, he did last night. <laughs> last night, so I could wake them up at four thirty, and um, all night I had getting I was getting like Charlie horses in my calf because leg day was two days ago. But then apparently I didn't have enough potassium or water or something, uh, so I was drinking a bunch of water, and then I went to Walmart at four forty five to get potassium. And I was like, mm. this is where my life has come. I am 26. I'm at a store at four in the morning getting potassium vitamins. <laughs> I'm like, what am I, 90? Yeah. Well, I think maybe that's like take leg day a little less hard. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need more potassium or bananas in my life. That's also a uh, possibility. Yeah, but potato chips... Per serving, have a hundred milligrams in the. It's four or thirty-five to four thousand milligrams a day. So nice. I got a decent amount. Plus, coffee had like three hundred milligrams of potassium. Yeah, the we got Starbucks double shots. Oh, okay. I was like, so I was drinking. Black I was looking coffee. in the back. I was like, how does this have fifteen percent? Yeah, I was like, yeah, like the each one of those pills that I took this morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Potassium vitamin pills. Uh, sure. Had 2%. That's and my coffee had 15% of my... Daily. It's like... Wow. Yeah. Or you could just be like a you know a regular, regular person, just eat a banana. Yeah. That or potatoes. Sure. Yeah. All right. Keep eating those potato chips. Question number two from a friend of the show here. He <laughs> says, going to a much simpler question, what are your guys' favorite arcade games? Mm, well, 
trying to think. I like the one where you're spaceship and you're shooting up and then you get upgrades. What is that? Gal- Galactica? I hate Pac-Man. <laughs> okay. And Tetris. There's a, there's a few of those. There's Space Invaders and there's Galaga. Galaga. That's the one where you get upgrades and you shoot like yeah. in all the directions. So I was actually playing the sick Galaga machine um, when we went to Dave and Buster's uh, for the Bachelor Bachelorette party. Yeah. And it was like crazy look at the screen. It was not like a normal arcade cab. It was like completely vertical, this giant screen. And you, of course, had your little button to shoot. But the upgrades you can get, like visually, the aesthetic was still the same. It was very much retro looking. Yeah. Uh, but it was just much more faster paced and much more bombastic and colorful. Nice. And uh, that was really fun. So Gal- Galagala, you, you, you <laughs> screwed me up. Butchered it. Um, Galaga's always been a favorite of mine, as has Dig Dug. I love the um, the Namco, Namco Arcade Museum collection on the, the PlayStation 2. Um, What's always Dig been a, Dug? Dig Dug is like this little alien or this little spaceship spaceman looking guy okay and you're literally digging into the ground you like these other little monsters Mm -hmm. and you're trying to essentially what is the main premise of dig dug i think it's very much like pac-man in the sense that you're trying to collect different things yeah but these other little monster guys are trying to essentially stop you from doing that okay um but you can like shoot them with like this little air pump and then like pump them up and get them exploded like little balloons oh nice it's really fun um instead of eating them yes okay but Dave and Buster's had some really crazy um, video games. I've always been really good at the one where the light goes around and you stop it on the light in front of it's you. It's almost like a Wheel of Fortune looking thing. Yeah. I played that a few times. I was so good. I got like four in a row. Whoa, speaking of, so Lauren and I ended up getting like 876 tickets or something like that. Didn't you get Pokemon cards? Yeah, so it's really interesting now. You know back in the day when you went to Dave and Buster's, Chuck E. Cheese's, you get the physical little ticket things. You get a card. And then they, you'd throw them and they'd somehow weigh them and it would count them yeah. arbitrarily. I don't even know how that worked. That was just garbage. They probably ripped you well, off. Well, they do that with uh, parts, like indist- automotive parts. Yeah, like, depending on how you're doing like packaging and like they have a specific dunnage weight and then well, you, can, it was you just... know the parts weight in the container. Okay. Well, instead of spitting out physical tickets now... They load the the tickets to your card, yeah. which is really interesting. I lost my card. That's the unfortunate. Part. It's so novel of a concept. Like, why didn't they do that like fifteen years ago? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but in any case, we got eight hundred eighty six tickets, and Laura and I were looking around. It's like, do we want you know a plushie? Do we want a mug or something stupid like yeah. that? Um, and then behind the glass case, we saw Pokemon cards. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, bro, I'm going to get the Pokemon cards. And see, so he gets out like one of those things that just has like a million different packages yeah. of Pokemon cards in it. So I'm like sifting through. And of course, they all look the same. Yeah. And I just picked one like in the very center. And I opened this sucker up. And hold on. Pause, pause real quick. I'm going to um, actually run and go get the Pokemon cards. Okay. Yeah, so he's pathetically jogging over to the table. He's scurrying around. He's now going in slow motion. Alright, I'm here. So I open up this pack of cards and Lauren's favorite Pokemon is Splash. Mudkip. Yep. She calls him Splash. Um and that was what she named it on her um blue version. Yeah. Her uh Sapphire. Sapphire. So the first Pokemon on this little mini <coughs> deck of Pokemon cards, lo and behold, Splash. Little Mudkip. And then we got Torchic. Uh, Wishmore, w- Wismer, whatever the heck. Um, Cacnea. He's a cactus. Yep. Love Disc. He's a disc of love. <laughs> Saving that. We got an energy card, Huntail, 
Grovile, Energy Switch, Povnav, and then... <laughs> wait, wait, what is a Povnav? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Some little... I don't even oh, know. Oh, Pokenav. Povnav? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it a Pokemon or a odd dance move? Um, he whipped out the Povnav over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then the holographic or shiny card we got was Sol Solgaleo. Sagaleo. Sure. He's basically the um Isn't he the legendary guy? Legendary from Sun. Pokemon Sun. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I'm thinking I'll play in the lottery after winning a deck like that. But um Yeah. They had some wicked arcade machines there. So they had this Halo one. It was like Halo something ridiculous title. And it was like this gimongous, like look it up. This gimongous machine. Gimongous Halo machine. And you had two people on one side and two people on the other, and you'd actually play through, like, eight different levels from Halo. Oh, that's really cool. And it was, like, its own game. Like, it was not a re repeat or rehash of any of the mainline Halo games. But the machine itself was just gargantuan. An arcade Halo game. Yes, yeah, so check that guy out. Wow. Is that what it... Let me see. Well, there's this thing. Look at that. That's it. Isn't that crazy? Holy cow. Humongous. That's intense. Say the names so that the listeners can look it up. Fireteam, Raven Arcade, New Halo. Yeah, exactly. That. It was humongous. It was so sweet. Uh, we it also played... Like at Defcon 1, the European, like, techno concert. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet uh, arcade cab. We also played Guitar Hero... Uh, played a few other games. It was a good time. <laughs> but as far as my favorite arcade games, getting back to that question, my mom uh, has been a hairstylist, you know, since the very beginning of her career. And back... Since the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, you know, shortly after my parents got divorced, my mom would pick my sister and I up from school occasionally, <laughs> um, depending on whether or not we were staying with my dad and my mom that day. And she would take us back to her salon. Well, next door to her salon was a laundromat. And in this laundromat, they had a Simpsons arcade machine <laughs> and a Die Hard arcade machine. Die Hard. And so my sister and I would play those two machines, like, endlessly. And I remember we'd use our allowance to get, um, or use our allowance for quarters. Yeah. And just play the Simpsons arcade machine and repeat. And when we get to a certain level and one of us would die, we'd run back to my mom and be like, Mom, Mom, we need more quarters. We need more quarters. <laughs> and we'd grab more quarters, run back before the time you know expired and pop them in and just play that game. I think we beat it at least once or twice. Uh, but man, that game is so fun. <laughs> $300 later. Pretty much. Pretty much. Basically, as my mom was cutting hair, they'd pay my mom. She'd directly... Funnel the quarters. Directly, you know, use that fund for our... Uh, Simpsons arcade uh, I only take payment in quarter rolls. <laughs> exactly. It's like ten dollar rolls of quarters. Exactly. Uh, no. Or is it twenty five dollar rolls? Super good memories. I don't know. I think it's ten dollars. I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. But those are all the questions this week. If you want to write into the show, Ryan, you want to take another shot at this? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Taco so. Brothers Podcast at Gmail dot com. There's one way. Another way you can write into the show. Instagram. Just follow my Instagram Twitter. at Ari Lewis 2011. Did I get it all? Uh, the Discord. Balls. <laughs> so the Discord, Discord's there too. Yeah. So all the link in the show notes, folks. If you want to get involved um, in the community, right into the show, feedback, questions, whatever you want to do, we're all for it. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Wenderev. 
Soriano, and thank you, Alec, for the Instagram question this week. Really appreciate it, folks. Now, before we get into the Pokemon Let's Go discussion, as I was talking about earlier, I want to talk about Mario Kart 8. Okay. Really, really enjoyed uh, my time with it so far. I've really just been prioritizing 50cc because uh, I played it before I got Pokemon, but once I got Pokemon... And to clarify, 50cc is a difficulty. It is, yes. And so that's like basically beginner uh, level. And the only reason why I'm playing that is because I want to unlock everything. And so I'm playing as Yoshi most of the time. Actually, all the time because he's my favorite yeah. Nintendo character. But the game is just unbelievably beautiful. I don't think a Mario Kart has ever looked this good. It controls so, so well. Um, the number of stages in this game is unbelievable. I mean, it, it as far as I'm concerned, I think it has more stages than any of the prior Mario Kart games. Um, it probably has more characters than any of the prior Mario Kart games. So what what does that number look like? I think there's like 35-ish characters, Okay. something like that. Do you and know any of the previous amounts? I don't. Okay. No, for comparison's sake, I don't. Sorry, both those texts was me saying, hey, have yeah, a I safe know. flight, and Lauren saying thanks. So. Yeah, so then um, <laughs> as far as the number of stages, I think you have... What is it like? Maybe six cups on the top, six on the bottom, and there's four races on each. So you got like about twenty four different stages. Oh wow! It's ballpark figure there. Um, but wow, just the nostalgia because you know the marker games are kind of uh, notorious for having a mix of old and new. Yeah. So they'll kind of take the greatest hits from previous games from the Super Nintendo, DS, Game Boy Advance, Wii, GameCube, all that kind of fun stuff, yeah. um, with a mix of some of the newer stages that they've made from the ground up for the newest Mario Kart game. This being eight but this nostalgia for old stages for me is just outstanding particularly the um baby park on gamecube okay. it's seven laps it's just one giant like lap you can literally drift the entire time if you wanted to that's pretty cool i was three times lapping some people like lapping them three different times wow because like i drift almost it was because of the drifting not the 50 cc's Probably a mix of both okay. and using items and stuff like that. Okay. But the music on that stage is just so, so good. Uh, what else? What other stages were really fun or like nice callbacks? I know the most iconic one is Rainbow Road. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but even tracks like Moo Moo Meadows from the Wii version, because mm-hmm. I played that game to death in high school with my buddies. So that was just a great throwback. I nearly cried playing Rainbow Road, the N64 version. Really? That rendition, the music is so beautiful. Seeing that... The graphics, you know, remade for the current generation console within Nintendo Switch was just stunning. And it was just such a callback to, I remember my 14-inch CRT TV hooked up in my room, my old house, playing with my buddies until like 3 in the morning um, on the N64 was just some of the greatest memories I have playing video games. But to play that kind of just singular experience by myself on the Nintendo Switch was just mind-blowing for me. Um, as far as the items, you know, I felt like the Wii Mario Kart was kind of broken with a blue shell and yeah. even on 50 CC sometimes I'll get hit with a red shell, a blue shell, another red shell, and then get lightning all in a matter of like 15 seconds. Wow. So that kind of pisses me off and it's annoying because, well, that's why the game is known for losing friendships. It is. Uh, I just worry that playing on 150 CC or so help me 200 CC, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get wrecked. But, shelled for days yeah but even that aside it still is such an enjoyable game some of the newer uh 
maps are pretty fun, particularly, I think most notably, Hyrule Circuit. Mm-hmm. So this is basically Hyrule Castle. The music playing, of course, is very signature Legend of Zelda theme. Instead of coins, you pick up rupees, which is really neat. Oh, that's cool. You know, like, every time you pick up an item, and it's kind of like this roulette spinner. Yeah. So, you know when Link opens up a uh, a treasure chest, it's like... Yeah. Well, that kind of does that as the, the item thing spins. That's pretty cool. And when it lands on it, it makes that noise. So that's just such a cool little nostalgia kick for Zelda fans and such a nice nod to other series of games. Uh, there's an Animal Crossing level, which is really, really nice. Oh, nice. You can play as the villagers or race as the villagers. Tom Nook. It's just a, not the, not Tom Nook, just the little villagers. You run over Tom Nook for his outrageous prices. Uh, no, it's just a beautiful game. A lot of fun. It'll be a lot more fun when you and I and Lauren are all playing together. Yeah. So, really, Wait, so do you need multiple copies? Or do you play no, you one? can play on the same console. If we want to play online, you would need a copy. Okay. But, but yeah, you can just come over. We could use the different Joy-Cons. And... Nice. I'm really curious how you get more than two players on different, like on a TV. Well, I, it's very much like probably using the nunchucks on the, the Wii. Okay. You would just have to Bluetooth yourself into mine. And with my nunchuck? With your little Joy-Cons, yeah. Okay. And then we'd go to multiplayer and kick it off. We'd be good. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So. That works. That's all I played other than Mario, or uh, Pokemon, so. Yeah, I just played, I mean, towards the beginning of these the two weeks, I made on Dark Souls 3. I think the more I play Dark Souls 3, the more it goes up in my list. So I think it's probably above my number five now at this point. Because it's amount of playability. I mean, a wizard. Wait, you said it's your number five game of all time? It was on our first episode. I think it's probably going to move up just because of how replayable it is. Like some of those other games on the I feel like list. after Secure Shadows Die Twice comes out, you're just going to have like... Oh, yeah. I pre-ordered that one. From Software's games, it's going to be like your entire top five. Well, there's so... I was watching gameplay of like PvP and you can throw these fireballs and he threw a fireball, and it actually went through a character's legs and missed, like, didn't damage him. And the amount of, like, the hitbox to make that possible is just freaking insane. Hmm. But, yeah, I made a wizard. Um, his name is HP Spellcraft. So Harry Potter and then Lovecraft or Spellcraft. I thought it was clever. <laughs> <laughs> It was I found myself in my apartment, lights turned off. I I, I, lo- I winked and looked at my screen. It's like, ah, ah you're yeah. witty bastard. Yeah. So, yeah, I made him. Wizards are hard to play as um, until you get, like, this dude who has scrolls, and then he gives you a bunch of, you can give him, like, a separate scroll, and you get a lot of spells. So that's fun. Um, so I'm just running through that. I also want to make a scythe guy. Yeah, so I can be a Grim Reaper. Nice. Mm-hmm. You gotta think of a nice pony name for him. Yeah, I haven't thought of one yet. Give yeah. give me until next episode. All right. Yeah. We'll report back next week on that. Yeah. So you wanna get talking about Pokemon Let's Go? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So I am playing Pokemon Let's Go Peaky <coughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. Pikachu edition. As are you, but you also apparently got Eevee edition yeah. as well. So did you name your guy anything? I did not name any of my Pokemon other than their their birth names. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I named my Pikachu uh, Sparky after Richie's Pikachu. Richie? Richie was who Ash fought at the end of the Elite Four in the Indigo uh, series. Yeah. Interesting. The original. Okay. So cool. it's the one he has like a little hair flip and it was a competent trainer opposed to Ash. Nice. Yeah. 
And then Evie, I named him Balto. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I actually, before I get into my impressions, I kind of want to talk about my first impressions watching Lauren play. Okay. I love watching Lauren play Pokemon, and it makes me so excited to eventually, hopefully, I'm not going to impress this upon my future daughter by any stretch of the imagination, but I certainly hope that my daughter will and love or play and enjoy Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but it just reminds me of what that will end up looking like. So the opening screen is so adorable as you choose the language that you want to play the game in. Yeah. Because Eevee and Pikachu have their little paws over like the language screen. They're just like... Like, going back and forth, their heads are waving to this, like, really nice little melodic, sweet tune, charming music. Um, and watching Lauren's facial expressions during that was just hysterical. Um, <coughs> I felt like the music, the opening music and everywhere in the game really is just terrific throwback to the old tunes. Yeah. Um, but essentially, the beginning of the game, once you pick Eevee um, at Professor Oak's facility... Peek, or Evie comes out of like the ball and the, the ears just like flop up and Lauren was just like, look at his ears. <laughs> and then Evie like made like a noise and Lauren like literally just like, was like, I, I can't replicate it. No, you can't replicate it. But, but she just made like this little giggly girl sound. Yeah. Just like her feet just like went up in the air and was just like <laughs> freaking out. Well, cause um, the second, like you put your hand, I think down towards the, whichever Pokemon and it like sniffs it and then it waves its hand at it. Yeah. And it gets happy. Exactly. It's adorable. It really is. And speaking of renaming your Pokemon, Lauren's names are always just so stupidly childlike imagination, just yeah. clever. So Geodude is Muscles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. Uh, of course, Mudkip, not that he's in this game, but it's Splash. Mm-hmm. Um, Bellsprout is Beansprout. Beansprout. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just what she chose. Um, I don't think she actually nicknamed Evie anything, but, no. um, it's always just so fun to watch her play that game. She just gets so excited and it's, I don't know, it makes me happy, but I guess getting to my like initial impressions, I think this game, I should preface all of this discussion by saying that when it was first advertised, I was completely, um, against the idea. Um, I never really got on the Pokemon Go train. I thought it just completely dumbed down and simplified a game that, um, was it you know it was just so much fun to to battle pokemon battle trainers and completely stripping that part of the experience out of it removed what poke what made pokemon to begin with and it's hard to walk around like find the time as an adult to walk around to different locations and catch pokemon yeah and so or trespass to get like a a pokeball spot yeah so when they advertise this game kind of mirroring that experience, I was just like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. But then, you know, fast forward like a year, you know, we see more footage at E3, a couple months before release, we see more footage, and I'm, they're basically painting it as like, this is this is Pokemon Yellow version. Yeah. It's remade for today. And then, I was I the one who convinced you, because I watched a in-depth review by someone who did like a demo. Yeah. And they broke down like how it's all going to work from like someone who does it from a really competitive um, like um, going to actual tournaments and competing in the worlds. Yeah, so I was cautiously optimistic going in, and then once once I ordered the Switch for Lauren, that's when my hype was like became real. I was like, I'm genuinely excited for this. And, you know, I guess my two cents kind of review would be that the game is absurdly charming. It's overflowing with nostalgia. 
while also, I think, catering to a new audience of players and making the game um, user-friendly enough and not overcomplicated and overbearing with its grinding mechanics that it doesn't feel archaic. Mm -mm. It's streamlined, but it's definitely not dumbed down. And I will say this, I almost don't want any Pokemon game moving forward not having the catching mechanic that it has now as far as catching wild Pokemon. Yeah, except they need... One thing that they need to do, I have a list of shortfalls, but like, apparently the right Joy-Con sensors to the actual console compared to the left is a lot weaker. Okay. So that's one thing. So but the then motion also, sensing. Like the motion stuff. sensing, but I I'm would chuck about, it straight. I'm talking about, right, I'm talking about the actual mechanic of not actually battling the wild Pokemon, just catching No, them. I really like that. And then chaining, yeah. you get a lot of XP quick, which streamlines it. And then the... Like the how quickly you can find shinies, or like get good Pokemon, like I real I spent a lot of time by like a lot of time I mean like two hundred hours <gasps> hatching Pokemon. The ability to not on Pokemon Let's Go. We should no we because should there is no eggs. You can't like breed because <coughs> that was introduced on in Silver version. But um, yeah, the way Eevee or Ivies work to like get higher like more competitive Pokemon, it's basically all relies on your chain of like how you catch like a drowsy and then you catch another drowsy. And then after a certain amount of chains, his IVs go up or like how powerful he is goes up. Yeah. We, Which we is, should clarify because some people don't even know what IVs are. So IVs are internal values. I, I have a lot of information about how that works in this game, but it's, it cuts out the middleman of ha having to find like a perfect ditto. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it, it just streamlines the experience and makes it flow more naturally. Like, you don't need to sit there and grind for four hours before you fight Brock. You can go through the Viridian Forest and catch a couple of Caterpies, a couple of Weedles, Beedrills, Butterfreeze. I mean, you can run into those Pokemon. And what was really neat is that I caught 10 Caterpies in a row and then Bulbasaur started popping up. Yeah. You know, because more rare Pokemon, as you chain the same Pokemon, chaining meaning catching the same Pokemon over and over again, more rare Pokemon come up. And as Ryan was saying, that same Pokemon becomes stronger. Mm -hmm. And you can eventually, based on the number of times you chain it, can even get shiny versions of that same Pokemon. Yeah. So do you want me to get into how that works? Or uh, maybe a later? little bit. Yeah. Let me just kind of get through my general, more general okay. impressions. I think what's really wild about this game is I thought very much like Fallout 76, this was just going to be a placeholder for the next game that Nintendo was making. Or this is very much not that, that game. game that Game Freak was making, meaning yeah. the, the consoleized Switch Pokemon game that's probably going to come out either late 2019 or early 2020. And like Ryan was saying, it's not that at all. This is a from-the-ground-up game made for the Nintendo Switch, and there is so much detail thrown into this game that... If you're not paying close enough attention, it'll go completely unnoticed. Um, as simple as, you know, your Pikachu, you throw him in um, against a magic cart. Of course, Electric's going to just shatter a water Pokemon. You use Thunderbolt or Thundershock, whatever it might be, and you kill him in one hit. Pikachu and his cute little self will, like, very casually, like, look over his shoulder at you and, like, smile. You see me murder that guy? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and you basically, like, this, this little text basically saying that, like, Pikachu is happy that he was able to do whatever he did. Or, uh, you know, if you get hit by uh, a really 
you know, super effective hit and you have like one health left, it says something along the lines of like, your Pikachu is on the verge of crying. Like he's like really upset <laughs> that he's like, you know, or, and if you heal him with like a super potion or something like that, then he gets like really happy. There's just like this emotional aspect to battling and nurturing your Pokemon that was never there before. And they interact with the environment. So like if you're, you can have any Pokemon out behind you. So anywhere from like a Weedle to a Mewtwo or a Mew, you can have follow you around. So they interact with the environment as well. So if you walk past a bush and there's a hidden item there, they run up to it and said they have like a little explanation, exclamation mm-hmm. point. And you just talk to them and they're like, oh, here's a berry for catching. Or yeah. if you go up to a fountain, they're like, oh, this is a cool fountain. Well, you- yeah, so I had a war turtle and I walked past a fountain and I was like, oh, is there something hidden in the water? No, there's nothing in the water. War Turtle just wanted to admire the fountain because he's a water Pokemon and he likes water. Yeah. Like, it's just simple stuff like that that really goes a long way in showing you that the developers put a lot of intricate time and detail into crafting this world and, and recreating it not only for us, for the overflowing nostalgia's sake, but this new generation of people that, it, wow, this is a really polished experience. Yeah, it's a living, breathing world at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also really cool with your <coughs> Eevee or Pikachu they can each learn like specific moves, like special moves that no one else in the game can learn. Um, so Pikachu can learn f- freaking adorable. Like this is a flying type move for a Pikachu. Floaty fall. Floaty fall. So adorable. Pika papow. Is that strength? Electric. Splishy splash. That's which is water. That's surf. Essentially, and then I think he's surfing on a surfboard. He is. So when I and Zippy Zap, when I learned that, and I guess one of the 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 shortcomings that I have for this game is that learning these special techniques, which are essentially HMs. Um, now, granted, you can still get those moves like fly, surf, and strength, and things like that, and teach them to your Pokemon. But like your Pidgey isn't going to be flying around. You you know, Pikachu will use that using these special techniques that Ryan was just talking no, so about. Those aren't even those. These are specific moves that you get from like move tutors and things that are specific. Like instead of like actual surf or splat or bubble beam, like this is like Pikachu shouldn't know a flying move, but he can learn a flying move for these like special. Okay. It's well, like surfing. Pikachu I'm talking about card. the actual HMs though. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. yeah. So like this is one of my shortcomings of the game is that. Um, learning these special techniques that will help you traverse the world and really progress through the game um, are often kind of arbitrarily hidden. So like Surf, for example, this guy in whatever the town that the Safari Zone used to be in, yeah. um, he's sitting there tending to his Lapras, who's just casually in this like little um, you know, stream of water, oh, cool. pool of water, and you walk up to him and talk to him. He's like, oh, Lapras and I used to go on all these different adventures, you know, surfing the seas, but he's too old now. And he's like, do you want me to teach you this technique? And Pikachu is always very, like, stubborn and selfish. He always wants to learn these special techniques. Yeah. Um, and he basically says, well, you're an electric Pokemon. This doesn't really necessarily work out that way. But Pikachu's <laughs> pretty persistent and wants to learn it. So then Surf, instead of, like, riding your Pokemon you're actually on a surfboard and Pikachu's at the the, the front of it just kind of like the had, helm. yeah the helm of the the surfboard which is just again absurdly adorable yeah well i mean luckily towards red and the originals all the hms are in the exact same place except for fly i don't remember where you get fly but you get it in the game corner area i remember distinctly getting fly you go through this you know those areas where the guard is on watch you go yeah. through the, and it takes you more you go through this area, and there's just this house with this lady in it. 
and she gives you fly. I, I, I almost remember that distinctly. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Well, now it's in next to the casino, and there's no more gambling because of gambling laws. That's why they took it out. See, I didn't even I didn't even try it in the slot machine. So oh, I tried. You can't I'm play like, it? I'm ready to gamble. I was looking. I was talking to the guy. And I was trying to get the coin case, and I couldn't get it. It's so too- there's no like you can't get like a Porygon there. Or, like because remember mm. that in the old games, that's what it was. No, you couldn't get a Dratini, a Porygon, Hyper Beam, Blizzard, Fire Blast. No, you get you can. I think you find those as TMs, but they had to take it out because of regulations. Really? Yeah. That's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a kid's game, and a, I, how they got it into the original where you could gamble. Oh, it was so early on, there was, I mean, it was probably yeah. wasn't a lot of... Game Freak was non-existent. I mean, they didn't... Yeah. No one knew who well, they were. Well, there are regulations now that keep that away, but like outside of that place is a dude with a balloon thing. That was the only one that I had to look up and say, hey, where's this? Well, I didn't even know, because last night I was playing, and you were like, oh, fly to um, Seafoam Islands. And I was like... I clicked on it, he's like, oh, you don't know fly yet? So then I had to go back to the <laughs> town. to the entire map. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, so yeah, that that's probably one of my biggest gripes. And the only other um, major gripe that I have was that there's certain areas that I think are just riddled with trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like you can't take five steps without like a trainer being there, which it helps because you know you want your Pokemon to be a sufficient level to progress. And each trainer gives you a Pokeball or three Pokeballs. Yeah, which is awesome. It's very awesome. It's very convenient because it's like, oh, here's three Ultra Balls and six thousand dollars for winning. Because I was thinking about it, if you run out of Pokeballs, you can't train, and then you'll lose, and then you could potentially stall your game, right? Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, you can go back to the, the Pokemarts and buy them, but it's definitely an inconvenience. Yeah. So just fighting trainers in the wild and, and getting those is replenishing your supplies. Like, so like, even if you run out of money, you run out of all trainers, like, you could potentially stall out if you can't beat a gym. Yeah. Which I was thinking about. That'd be so hard, though, because, like, right now, I have over 300,000. Really? Yeah. yeah um, I think I'm sitting at like 10,000 on each game. And I haven't replenished my Pokeball supply in at least five to six hours. Yeah. Because you're also you, beating every trainer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm... And it, I'm, I'm curious because... So, I guess for... Because I speed ran Eevee version. For clarity's sake, I, um, I'm 23 hours into the game. I've got six gym badges, and I'm just about to beat the seventh. Okay. And... um. Yeah, so I guess you're 47 hours into Pikachu. No, I'm 30 hours into Pikachu. Really? That's it? Yeah, well, I have 130 Pokemon, and then Eevee version, I'm 14 hours into. So in total, 45. Okay, and that's 130 distinct. So I technically, over two games, have every Pokemon in the Pokedex. Okay. Um, So Eevee version, the version exclusives are Ekans... Um, coughing, um, I guess whichever fossil you didn't get, but you can get both fossils in the, like a singular game. Um, you just have to beat the elite four to get it in the second one. Um, yeah, so I, I've beaten both the elite fours in both games. Um, so the first time I went through, it took me about 20 hours to get through the elite four. And then the rest of the time was just leveling up, catching everyone. Okay. Um, then the second one, I actually... <laughs> this is one of the cool things. Um, it's There's a comparison between, not to relate Dark Souls to Pokemon. Dark Souls 1 is very much a open world. You can go to the end of the game, kind of, if you wanted, or you can go to like the first kind of easier route. Dark Souls 3 is more linear. 
This is much more so than compared to the original one, the Dark Souls 1 experience. So the badges for Pokemon Eevee, which is the one I beat second, I went 1, 2, 3, 7, 6, 5, 4. It's funny that you say that because I um I went 1, 2, 3. I beat, what is not Cobra, what is his name? Koba. I beat Koba, Sabrina, and then I looked at my badge list and I'm like, I never beat Erica, the grass type yeah. of person. So I went back and just wrecked Erica. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's, it is kind of neat that you have that that freedom to kind of yeah. go about the trainers as you want. Yeah, you go from, I mean, there's two major Team Rocket excursions. One of them you need for the um, po- polka flute. And mm-hmm. then after the polka flute, you can go down to Koba's area where the Safari Zone is, get surf, then work your way back to pallet town then go down to seafoam and once you're in seafoam you can then you go into that uh burn down tower where they did experiments on mewtwo mm-hmm. and then um there's like a bunch of magmars you can just train on magmar who's level 45 get a crap ton of xp beat the seventh gym which the seventh gym i'm not going to spoil that because rusty hasn't beaten that but it used to be on the original version that you walk through a bunch of hallways Right, and you beat a trainer, and it lets you through the next hallway. Oh, okay, yeah. How they redid the seventh gym is amazing. I think you could say that for just about every gym. I mean, yeah. I, I think just as, as visually, it looks so much better. Um, like Lieutenant Surge with the trash cans, it's relatively the same, but visually, it just looks so much better. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, Sabrina's gym. Yeah, like your towers, and I mean, it's you're still teleporting everywhere, but the towers, it's just also in the gyms. You have you can visually see audiences like watching you fight. The, did you look on the yeah, sides? I did see that. I, I don't think I noticed it until Erica's gym though. Oh, I I saw that like at Brock's. Maybe and I, was I like, did. Maybe there I did. There are people watching yeah, me. That and was then cool. Misty's gym have um, three girls on diving boards that dive into the water when you walk past. Yeah, and it's very much like the original anime. Because it w- that's what they did in that gym. Yeah, well, th- there was the three sisters, remember? <laughs> it was the three sisters, and then the entire pool was used for, like, shows. Mm-hmm. And then them diving in and having people on the sides watching was really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Pokemon gyms on each side. Um, 3D versions of the cities were beautiful. The There are a lot of callbacks to old games. So once you beat Lieutenant Surge, he gives you a an, an autograph. And in Sun and Moon, your character who comes from Kanto has that same autograph. Oh, does he? In the bedroom. That's their bedroom, really which is really cool. Um, this is the one thing I asked you if you didn't care if I spoiled this for you. Yes, fine. Um, after you beat the eighth gym, before you go to the Elite Four, you go back to, or before they let you into the eighth gym, after you have all seven badges, um, it's kind of locked, and you have to go. They're like, oh, hey, where do you want to go? Like, who should I talk to? And it's like Professor Oak. So you go back to Professor Oak's place, and it's he's there with your rival, who isn't, like, red or blue. Your rival is completely different than the, the dudes. We should also say that you named your rival Rusty. Yeah. I named my rival Ryan. Yeah, that was fun. Um, they seem much less a rival, <laughs> more like your best friend, though. Yeah, they really for are. For most of the game. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so you go up, and... It's Professor Oak, your rival, or Rusty, and then Blue. And Professor Oak's like, hey, have you met my grandson? And then he looks at the grandson, who's Blue, and he's like, 
hey, what's your name? Like what you did in the original where it's like, hey, this is my grandson. Did you name what's him Gary? His... No, you don't name him. It's just a poking fun at the original game saying, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Just kind of like thing. being and it's stupid. Like, like yeah. how do you forget your grandson's and name? grandson's like, hey, you've seen me a ton of times. Like, yeah. you know my name. Don't yeah. joke around in Oaks. Just like, ah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. It was such a, like... I saw that and it was such a great callback. I actually took a picture of it the second time. Did you? That's funny. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, <coughs> do we want to get into, I guess, the teams we used? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so <coughs> for me, on my first playthrough, um, and I'll probably, like Ryan's beat the Elite Four a number of times to get a certain number of money because he wants to buy a particular item. Yeah. I'll probably do the same but get different teams of people and train them up. So my first playthrough, just because, again, overflowing with nostalgia, um, very often the game, not very often, you can just get free Pokemon from people. Like, you'll talk to them, and they'll just be like, oh, I have so-and-so. I want them to go to a good home and a good trainer. Are you willing to train this Pokemon? And you can get a Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur free from people. Yeah, Um, along with Lapras and... um, Porygon. Porygon. So I, of course, Pikachu, because he's my starter Pokemon... Uh, Venusaur, Blastoise, Charizard, Kadabra, and Pidgeot okay. is my party right now. And I'll probably take that party to the Elite Four. Yeah, so for... I did a very similar thing. So for... Um, I want to get an Alakazam. I need to trade with you, though, because I want to take... Yeah, him. we have to do that probably yeah. after this before Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did... I got rid of my Pikachu. Like, my starter Pikachu. What the hell is wrong with you? No, because he's perfect. He's seven or six IVs. Yeah, did you ask how Pikachu feels about that? Uh, he's still sitting on my shoulder, loving life in his suit yeah. <laughs> and tie. That's another thing we need to oh, talk about. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I, I got a Pikachu in the wild because I want to eventually go back, get Pikachu candies, and then level up my starter Pikachu, and then have him just destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a Pikachu. I evolved into a Raichu, and I've I'm I used to hate Raichu. I'm really loving Raichu's like I don't know character a lot more like his tail yeah he's adorable um so then charizard blastoise venusaur hypno which is my psychic guy because you need it for the ghost poison girl in the Mm -hmm. elite four and then dragonite nice where'd you get a dratini so if you go next to the um electric tower or the power plant Mm -hmm. um you just have to surf over there and he's a rare thing so all you have to do is use a lure so lure actually really increases the amount of rare pokemon um, so he's a rare guy. Is that new for this game? Yes. I was going to say, because you always well, had repels to get Pokemon away. Now, now you, you have, have an item that lures them. Yeah, that's from Pokemon Go. Um, it's, I guess one one of the things that I forgot to talk about in general is all the Pokemon are above world, like above grass, so you can see them walking around, mm-hmm. which is what I've always wanted from a game. So that's the thing that's made me probably most happy about this. Well, it's like now that you can go through the Diglett Cave and the Zubat Cave and... Avoid all of them if you want to. Yeah. Or you can, you know, chain them and get, you know, a Chansey or something like and that. And, like, really all you need by, I think it's the Koba Gym, which is six. Um, you just need 50 different type of Pokemon to beat that gym. Or, like, to start that gym. That's mm-hmm. the only, re- like, main requirement for Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll show you where to get Dratini. Because okay. he's definitely, you want him for Blizzard or whatever for the Dragon Gym. Mm-hmm. Our guy. Um, for Pokemon Eevee, because I didn't catch any of the legendary birds or Mewtwo on that Pikachu, 
I wanted them still in place. So if I really wanted to get their shiny versions, I still could. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went the second time with Moltres, Zapdos, Articuno, Kadabra, Non-Evolved, Blastoise, and Dragonite. Nice. That's a pretty solid party. Yeah. So let's see. Do we want to get into, let's see, catching? I can just talk because we already talked about catching a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, catch like the actual mechanic of catching feels great. I already talked about the sensors. Um, there, it has very much the same, or essentially the same mechanics as Pokemon Go, with the berries to increase the chance. Yep. Um, lures. Um, basically, then you throw it. There's the Pokemon Ball. I have not figured out how to use that yet. Because when we, like, you can use the, it as an actual controller. Yeah, you can. Well, we are trying to. We were trying to catch an Onyx when I helped Lauren get a Mew yesterday, and it's a very sensitive, like, reactor. or It's a very sensitive sensor mm-hmm. to the actual switch, so I was chucking it lightly, and it zoomed over Onyx's head. Like, I was in the next city. And maybe that's because she didn't have the switch docked, because yeah. I when I had it docked and we started playing... <laughs> So, so it was like two feet away. Yeah, because when we had it docked and I was playing with that little uh, ball. little ball controller, I had no issues. Okay. Yeah, because you move around. It's it's not very intuitive because you move around like with a little joystick and it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but actually, the act of catching the Pokemon felt pretty natural. Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't spent enough time with it then. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as... So they can't hold items. Pokemon can't anymore. Um, they still can get different natures. Which is, which, like, if you go into your stats and you have one of the, like, attack, HP, whatever, is red, and then one is blue. Mm-hmm. So the red one is the, you get an increased bonus, like, when it levels up. And the blue one, it's slower to level mm-hmm. than normal. Um, so in Celadon City, which is where you get Fly and where the um, Poka gambling is, um, there is a fortune teller in the... Poke Center. Oh yeah, she asked if I want like if you want to re- read my palm, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, so that is actually for getting specific natures. Is so it? you pay ten thousand dollars, which is expensive, but I mean you can get fifty thousand from the Elite Four, or there's a different money making method that I'll talk about later. But the the first flower that you say, there's basically five flowers which all correspond to different stats. Mm-hmm. I guess they're what? Actually, six. There's six different colors. So the first one is telling you which uh, stat you want red. So like if I want a red flower, which is corresponding to um, attack or blue, which is special attack, I could say, hey, I want more of this flower, which is blue. And then I want less of the red flower, which gives you a modest nature. Okay. So for like Pokemon or uh, what, Y Mewtwo, which is not the punching one. It's the one with the long head. Yeah. Uh, if you want a modest nature for special attack, you go with that. Like, that's how you do it. Interesting. And then that lasts a specific amount of time. So, like, everything after that is a modest nature, which is okay. kind of cool. Um, Maybe going on that train of thought. So, I would encourage anyone that's playing this game, <laughs> especially when you're in the Pokemon centers, to talk to all the NPCs. Because um, yeah. I would talk to all the NPCs, and I think in every major city... You can talk to someone, and they'll trade you an Alolan Pokemon. So from the Sun and Moon games, mm-hmm. um, basically, someone will ask for a Grimer. They'll be like, do you want a Grimer for my Grimer? Um, or do you want to trade yours for mine type of thing? That threw me up. And you do that. 
and they'll give you the Alolan form of your Pokemon. So right now I have an Alolan Diglett and an Alolan Sandshrew. Um, but you can get a Grimer, and I'm sure... I haven't talked to ever, everyone, so I'm going to go back to each major city and see <coughs> what other ones I can get. Yeah. But. I'm sure you can get all of them. Um, probably Vulpix as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Which you have to get a Vulpix from Eevee Virgin, so I'll send you one. Yeah. So. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as... There's bonuses for, like, as far as XP goes. Um, so you can get a nice, a great, or an excellent throw. So that gives you bonuses. You can get a successful catch, a first throw, the size of the guy. So there's different sizes. Yeah, and so when you're running through the meadows, um, if there's, like, a little blue circle around the Pokemon, mm-hmm. you'll know that's a smaller one, and then a red is a bigger one. Yeah. And then also catch combos and then two-player. So if you have two Joy-Cons chucking two balls, that's how you get. So I think the most XP I've gotten for one battle doing all of those is... <coughs> excuse me. Is 20,000 for one guy. Really? Yeah, so it got me two levels in the 60s. Gosh, I think the most I've gotten is like 2,500 maybe? Yeah, so you can get 10,000... So once you get to like Victory Road and you're doing um, what's uh, Geodude or Muscles Evolution, Graveler, Graveler. I, so what I did on both games was basically chain him into the 30s, and you can get ten thousands, five thousands, wow. twenty thousands. Yeah, I'm gonna be wrecking people then when yeah. I'm in the Victory Road. Well, like road. so to get through the Elite Four, the first time I was in the 70s, second time I went through like low 60s. Okay. So as long as this game very much focuses on being super effective it it felt like the level wasn't as important which i'll talk about later on with like master trainers but like yeah you very much want to be super effective in the elite four makes sense um let's see from each battle you get a certain amount of candies so like this is how eevees worked in the old games where you have like pidgey pidgeot and pidgeotto um each one of those previously would give you effort values or evs for speed now all of the evs are and now that training is handled through candies which you figured out and you're like oh let's level up my guy yeah (laughs) so like they give you like three different sizes of candies and the more you chain like the higher the chain goes you get tons so like I got a chain up to 142 was the biggest oh one gosh, I got. It's crazy. I was trying to get a perfect uh, shiny Growlithe. Uh, Growlithe. And each battle, I would get 50 of the small candies. Oh, my gosh. So you max out the amount you can have in your thing at 999. You sell that for 10,000 each, and that can sustain your Pokeballs and, like, your catching. Wow. So that's a way to just keep on um, keeping on. I was about training. to say, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. So that's all I have for catching. As far as this is the more intense route, and I, I the first time I played, I didn't worry about this. I wanted to go through how I originally played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so now IVs, or I guess there's you get the candies for EV training, and then you can get um, which trains a specific stat, like a a speed um, candy. Or when you get higher into the combos, you can get a specific candy for the Pokemon. So there's like a Growlithe candy, which works on like a Growlithe and an Arcanine. Yeah. Which raises a stat in all stats for that Pokemon. Hmm. And you can do 200 for each guy. So you can get your Growlithe at level whatever you get him 
from like a 49 attack, you give him 200 of those candies, which maxes him out to 249. Wow. So he's the equivalent of like a level 60 or 70 Pokemon mm-hmm. instantly after giving those candies. Um, now, is there a way, because it took me forever, to give them multiple, or do you have to sit there and click for you? You have to sit there and click. That's kind Which of Which sucks, bummer. but yeah. all you have to do is put your guy in the first slot and then click. Yeah. I mean, it takes, what, four minutes? It does. It's just an inconvenience. It, yeah, it is. Um, they're talking about that on one of the videos I was watching, and it'll probably be a patch eventually. It'd be nice, yeah. Um, so, to get 200 candies to max out a Growlithe, it took me a chain of 142. Wow. Um, but at the highest, I think that you can get candy, like Growlithe candies per one battle is seven, which is a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, as far as IVs, um, to get a perfect Growlithe and what I'm considering a perfect Growlithe is five IVs. So except for the, like I did one specific like attack and then not special attack or vice versa. I think it was, I did attack and not special attack for fair flare blitz. Okay. But so the, I, I consider five IVs with that as perfect. I got a perfect one at 36 chain, 56 chain, 72 chain. And then to get a shiny, it was 97. My so like you can get it relatively early. How many shinies do you have? Two. Wow. How does it make you feel that I like randomly stumbled upon without chaining? You, I was 20 hours in and you're like, hey, I got a Zubat in route one. And I was like, oh, frick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't even... Seriously, I did not No plan. chain, no effing. Nothing. So I actually have the odds of that, of that happening without a chain is one in 4,096. Dude, I got to play the lottery, I'm telling you. Yeah, you really should. I mean, you I, got, I got these crazy Pokemon Sogaleo cards and, and I got a shiny Zubat, you know? Yeah. Snapping my fingers, just happened. <laughs> so, yeah, so you. I have Rhyhorn and Growlithe as my shinies. But you can also see... There's a function. It's called the judge function. Mm. So if you want to be basic and you want to judge people. Yeah. <laughs> be basic. <laughs> so west of Vermilion City where, um, what's his face is? Lieutenant Surge. In that like building to get to the like Snorlax on the other side. If you go to the second floor, there's Professor Oak's assistant. And if you have 30 different Pokemon, he'll give you the judge function. Which allows you in the Pokemon like screen where you do the summary to judge the Pokemon. And you can see their IVs. Oh, and basically say if it's people and you can just scroll through and say, Hey, crap, crap, crap. And then you s- scroll right into one that has five IVs and you can easily just like click a mark or favorite it. And then you can go on. So if you catch 40 people, you can quickly sort through, see that your guys favorite it and then delete everyone else. Yeah. So it's a really good, way of basically judging thus the judge function nice well i think something else we should say is that no longer do you have to go back to the pokemon center to swap people in and out of your party you can do that from the menu at anywhere in the game Mm -hmm. so you just press x it opens up your bag you go to your pokemon box from there you can swap people in and out of your party you can organize your pokemon box by pokedex number or you know chronologically when you caught them all that kind of stuff which is really really convenient yeah, it's really nice to have everyone on hand. And then, so all the duplicate Pokemon that you catch, you can actually send back to Professor Oak for quote-unquote research purposes, yeah. whatever that means. You, they put them in a grinder, and they turn them into candy. Exactly, <laughs> because then he literally gives you candies for the number of Pokemon mm-hmm. that you send him. And for those, you can get the, like the Pokemon-specific candies, mm-hmm. like Pikachu candy or whatever. Yep. Um, 
so I guess going into shinies, um, we already kind of talked about it, but there's quick ways to get shinies once you're in a chain. So um, I can, I'll talk about the odds, but once you get a Pokemon chain and the best chain that you can get odds wise are 31 plus, you just, all you have to do is get like 31 Caterpies and then you have the best odds for any other species spawning. And then you go into an area where it has like a door or a ladder and you can just go in between the two zones and respawn everything quickly. Oh, wow. So that's a way to do it. Or if you set a lure, lures are based off of number of steps, not the amount of time. So the less steps you take, the longer it can last. Okay, so it's very much like repels. Yeah. For 250 steps, no Pokemon will appear or whatever. So there are three Pokemon that you can fly around on and you fly above the zone. Charizard's being one. Charizard, Dragonite, and Aerodactyl. How do you get an Aerodactyl? I got it from Pokemon Go. I'm not sure in the game. Okay, you have to trade but it over. But I'll trade it over and yeah. we can trade it back. Yeah. You're not so, getting it back. <clears throat> I can give you a Dragonite if you really want one. But yeah. like um it's it's really cool flying over. All you have to do is set a lure in the air and things are just spawning below you. And all you like after the Elite Four, things spawn in the air as well. Mm. So you can fly around and have Charizards and Dragonites f- popping up in the air. That'd be amazing. And then also Another thing, I was watching a video, you can have Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos spawn in the air post-Elite I mean, Four. You can catch multiple then. Yeah, you can. In one game, it's really rare. You obviously need a chain and a max lure or a lure. Um, but all you'd have to do is do that same, basically, indoor-outdoor running. That's pretty sweet. Um, so getting into chains. Um, so zero chain, the odds of finding a shiny are basically one in 4,000. Once you get the shiny charm, which is getting the elite beating or catching everyone in the Pokedex, which is what why I'm trying to complete it so quickly, it goes from one in four thousand to one in thirteen hundred. Wow, baseline. Okay, so it's it's basically cutting the odds in by a fourth essentially. Um, eleven chain, which is really easy to get. All you need is just eleven Caterpies or whatever. It's one in one thousand. Which mm-hmm. is basically the same as Shiny Charm base, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, the Shiny Charm 11 is 1 in 680. So basically 1 in 700. Okay. So it's about 300 less. Um, a 21 chain, which is the second to best chain. Without the Shiny Charm, it's 1 in 500. So you're getting really low. Yeah. So in like Ruby version, it used to be 1 in 8,000. <sighs> they cut it in the 7th and 8th generation, or 6th and 7th generation. To one in four thousand, but it used to be one in four thousand or eight thousand, which was nuts. That's insane, yeah. Um, so that's why people would do like Masudo method, which is like a ditto perfect IVs from a different region, and then doing yeah, it's just egg stuff. You know, it's funny. I remember um having crystal version on my Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and I ran into a, a red Gyarados, <coughs> a shiny one. Yeah. Randomly, I wasn't doing any kind. Not of... the lake one. Wasn't it the lake one? Is that well, not... that one's in every game. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, he's not a shiny. He is shiny, but like he's in every one game programmed. Okay, well, I, I turned off the game because I thought my game was broken. <laughs> After I ran into him, I was like, I restarted. I'm like, okay, that's not normal. Because I, I at that point, I didn't I knew nothing about shiny. Yeah, because that's the first generation that shinies were... Yeah, yeah, so for me, it was completely foreign concept. It's actually cool. You can get shinies in the original red and blue. They are not visually shiny, but when you transfer them over, you can get them shiny. How would you know then? You wouldn't. It's just 
freaking really rare. Okay, interesting. Um, oh, also talking about shinies, don't reset your game to try to get shiny Eevee and Pikachu companions. They're shiny locked. Oh, they really? Yeah, I looked up that because can shiny... you imagine someone that doesn't know that doesn't look it up? Oh, just... it's really important because people were like. Was it X and Y? Zygarde was one of the Pokemon. Zygarde's shiny locked, and people, like, because the odds are so low, did thousands of attempts. Like, oh just gosh. restarting. And, like, the restart to basically restart your game, it's, like, it's a really long, arduous process for this game because it's, like, a 30-second load time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, don't try to do it shiny locked. Um, and then the final chain, I guess, is 31 chain. For without the shiny charm is 1 in 341, which really low. That is really low. Um, and then with the shiny charm is 292. And then on top of these, and I didn't write down those odds, but you can add lures to those to actually get it even lower. Wow. So the best odds that you can get in this game to get a shiny is 1 in 273. That's not bad. No, it's freaking amazing compared to other games. So that is actually 273. A 0.003% chance of getting a shiny. But when you're doing the like running in between ladders and houses and stuff. Mm. Chances are pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Um, Yeah. So I guess the next thing we have to talk about are the shortfalls. Yeah, I basically already covered that. So I think... Some places are kind of overpopulated <coughs> with, with trainer battles. Um, what else did I talk about earlier? Motion controls is something I talked about. Um, there's permanent XP share, which as much as that is a time saver, I would like the ability to toggle that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. But that's fair for people that want the more hardcore experience. Well, it's not even so much that. Like, if you have a Pokemon that you don't want to train with anything yet, because you want to keep it low, like training one at a time to be... It's more the anal retentive side of how you want to do it. But just the ability to have that option was really nice. Um, gym requirements, I can kind of go through those. I don't think it's necessary. I think just making the statement that before you can enter any of the eight gym leaders... The person at the front door, as you walk in, will stop you, and there's some preset thing that you're going to have to complete, whether it's, do you have a cute Pokemon in your party? Is your Pokemon, do you have someone level 40 in your Pokemon party? Beat the SSN. Yeah, so, there's some kind of requirement that I think, if, if you're one. just training through the game and playing it, beating a normal number of trainers... I've never run into a gym yet where I was like, oh, crap, now I have to walk back out and do complete whatever they want me to complete. Yeah, the only one is for speedrunners, which is how I did Eevee version. I got to Koba, the sixth gym leader, with 35 Pokemon. Yeah. And it, the requirement is 50. And I was like, oh, crap, I have to go catch 15. Yeah. So that, if you're playing it that way, that's going to be something you're going to want to do along the way. Mm-hmm. Or the that's the only real hard requirement. Um, Let's see. It doesn't scale to co-op mode well. So if you were to two-player with the two Joy-Cons, yeah. it makes it really easy because you're essentially getting two Pokemon for every one of theirs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's not a huge thing, but um, I also ran into some of, like, for Koba, he, he did some spamming, along with, like, some of the Moltres Articunos. So, like, Koba Protect spammed, which is really annoying. Yeah. 
that kind of stuff. So you're like you're trying to have a normal battle, and like poison, it would toxic and then protect. So okay. you'd basically just toxic me to death, mm. which is the most douchebag way. Which is actually how I killed the first two guys. I let them poison. I put some leech seeds down, nice. so I'd heal off of their death, and then they just poison themselves. You're but a like, sick man. Koba doing it to me, I felt the <laughs> the pain of Brock and Misty. Yeah. Um, and then Air Slash for all of the three birds. Um, it's a somewhat powerful um, air or flying attack, but it flinches you. So I basically was flinch spam to death or spam locked. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, that sucks. That's kind of it, it was it's really frustrating when he's faster than me. And I basically got six turns where I did nothing. Yeah, that's that's really and he wiped two people out of my party. And I'm like, that's a dick move. Yeah. Um, and then also more customization for the Pokebag sorting. Mm-hmm. So like luckily they blocked you from like sending shiny Pokemon to Professor Oak. They ask you if you really want to do this. But the visual of seeing that shiny Pokemon in that Pokebag would be nice. I agree. Or being able to make a separate bag for specific people like your party members or your like your higher level people or like sorting your a shiny bag. Like, that kind of stuff would be really handy. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way we did boxes. Like, the way I really love to do boxes um, was the first 30 Pokemon in one box, next 30, and just all the way through. But then, like, the next after that was the shiny versions of the Pokedex. So something like that would be really nice. Um, I guess the last thing I have is post-game and Master Trainers. Yeah, let's maybe save that for next week after I've beaten it. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um, but one of the other things I want to talk about, well, a few more things here, but um, you can actually dress up your main Pokemon. Yeah. So you actually have outfits for both yourself and Pikachu or Eevee, depending on what version of the game you have. Um, so as you progress certain periods of the game, once you get to the SSN, you have like a little sailor outfit that you can put on. Um, once you go through Sylph Company, like that tower or whatever, you get like a Team Rocket costume. You can dress mm-hmm. Pikachu up or, or yourself. You get funeral or like a formal garb. A little formal thing. So it's just so adorable to have like little Pikachu with a little fedora, like a, a little almost suit and tie looking thing. A police outfit, which is adorable. Yeah, I mean, it's just stupid how uh, just, you know, charming this game is. And there, that, there's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. There's an entire floor in whatever city girl is sell it on city like marketplace mm-hmm. like i think it's the second to the top floor is specifically tailored to customization like glasses like throughout the game those outfits only do two of the things that you can put on your pikachu it's a hat and then like a main shirt and there's like an accessory and like facial wear so you can put sunglasses on things like your pikachu which that entire floor is and then there's one item I'm trying to get, which is just stupidly overpriced, which is a gold crown for basically a million poker dollars. This is basically like, what's the guy in Bloodborne on top of the... Oh, Mar- Martyr Ligarius. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, your Pikachu will go into battle freaking wearing a crown. With a crown. <laughs> yeah. And like a formal wear and a crown. Yeah, that's With perfect. sunglasses on. Like, yeah. how awesome is that? Yeah, that's an absolute must. <laughs> um, and then there's just all these like little subtle moments in the game that again, if you're not paying close attention to, it, you're just gonna miss. Um, in the SSN, there's a moment where you get to kind of like the front helm of the ship, and Pikachu or Eevee, depending <laughs> on the version you play, gets yeah. all excited and he jumps up on the front of the ship, and it's almost like this rose 
um, Jack Titanic moment where he's just like looking off in the distant sunset and just like happy as ever, just tickled to death. And you just have this like little moment with your Pokemon that's just really cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, that happens quite often. And there's a lot of subtle throwbacks. And I mean, yeah, I watched a video on it. I can't recall most of them. But in the, what is it, Self Co. where you fight Giovanni for the second time, mm-hmm. the, a lot of those pictures throughout all those floors are actually callbacks to different uh video games oh really so you have like the tower like ho-ho's tower like the gold and silver towers like a sunset version of that you have like callbacks to the pictures where you fight dialga or Hmm. um whatever the other one is um there's a p i think palkia yeah yeah so like you have different pictures calling back across and you have to actually look and it's it's probably worth looking up a video like that if you're if kind of callbacks are your thing yeah no absolutely um speaking of callbacks walking into lavender town was just absolutely wild just yeah. that melancholic disturbingly eerie song it's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then it's like back up and it's like dun, dun, like super yeah. just dramatic and scary almost um especially given the circumstances of that town and what it represents with a tower of memorializing dead Pokemon after yeah. they moved on to the afterlife or whatever. And how wild was it when there was that moment between Cubone and Mar was it Marowak? Marowak. Um, when it like grabbed its hand and like then just like disappeared into the afterlife. <laughs> it was like like haunting. It was like, wow, that was kind of messed up for a little yeah. children's game. Like um I don't yeah. know, it's wild. But seeing the 3D models and in the newer graphics like you'll, we'll talk about it next time. But the Elite Four is freaking beautiful. Is it like chillingly beautiful? Awesome. Like it's everything little kid version of Rusty. Yeah. Pictured like going through these towns or going through like that. I'm almost a master kind of thing. Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to it. And I honestly, to be a um, master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Lauren gone, I will probably just play this game to death this week honestly and um, I'll, I'll help you get a shiny charm yeah i got you appreciate Sup. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, rusty. you pole vaulted over the yeah. line i haven't had enough coffee for that one no but i'm just planning on just like putting on a nice uh vinyl record here sit at the table with a cup of tea at night and uh just playing <laughs> some pokemans should be a good time yeah. um dude i'm exhausted yeah. We woke up at like four in the morning and I'm like really tired. Yeah. And we still have 45 minutes until Best Buy opens. Yeah. So we'll do some trading. But probably not 45 minutes of this podcast. No. No. I, so, think, I think it's a wrap. Yeah. So next time we'll talk about uh, Master Trainer's post-game experience and kind of what the Elite Four felt like to Rusty. Exactly. Yeah. But what I can say with uh, absolute certainty is that this is most definitely going to get um, make its way into my top 10 games of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm just having an, uh, such an amazing time. You know, I already talked about it. It's absurdly charming, overflowing with nostalgia, and I really hope that a new generation, all you people that were not born in the 90s, um, can have an appreciation for what this game really did for us, for our childhoods. Yeah, if you ever played the original or even Pokemon Go, or, yeah, Pokemon Go, it's worth picking up. I think so. Especially, I mean, if you have a Switch, um, I recently read an article just before we started recording that it's, 
right now the fastest selling Switch game to date. Which is crazy. Surpassing Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart. It's crazy. I mean, it sold 3 million copies in the first week, and I fully expect that number to double by the time uh, Christmas rolls around. Yeah, and just the first time you play through it, I'd say having sped run it and then ran through it casually. Go through it casually. Go through it casually. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my time and having a blast. Yeah. So, well, hopefully you find folks out there enjoyed our hour-long discussion of Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, Really encourage all of you to play alongside us. It'd be fun to hear your experiences as well right into the show. Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arielewis2011. And again, we have a link to our Discord where we have, um, you know, areas, re- forum discussions where you can write in to the show as well. Um, links in the show notes below to this podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope all of you find folks that celebrate Thanksgiving, had a wonderful holiday with your friends and family. And if you didn't, I hope you all are well. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week for the new episode 24. Yeah, see ya. Later.